You're listening to this Tour de France special of the Taylor Swift Fan Club podcast with me, Tim Burden. And me, Michael Pattinson. Michael, bonjour. Bonjour. Comment est-ce que No, it's not right, is it? Ça va? We suffer. Hey, it's the Tour de France. Oh, it's so exciting. So exciting. Can't believe it's actually here and we're already three stages in and we've already made it to the first rest day. It's been good so far, hasn't it? It has been good so far. Although I should confess, listeners, we're recording this on the Sunday of day of stage three and I've been out all day, so I've got no idea what happened on stage three. Wow. What stage? Was it was it amazing? Or was it boring? <laughs> um, uh, it wasn't the most eventful stage, to be honest. I don't think it was ever going to be the most exciting. But there was good. There were some good moments, and the the finish was very exciting, actually. Good. Uh, do you want to know what happened? I do want to know what happened. Okay, so um, uh, the thing that happened at the beginning was that um, Magnus Court went out on his own <gasps> and uh, swept up all the King of the Mountains points and wow. just spent. Uh, I guess maybe two thirds of the race smiling and um, getting cheered on by his home crowd, having a, a lovely time and, uh, and adding to his um, King of the Mountains tally. And so that was a, a joy to see because he was just loving life. I'm quite excited about watching that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, then all the talk was about, um, the bunch sprint at the end because there was there just wasn't any opportunity for anything else to happen really um and the talk was about a uh, a sharp uh, 90 degree turn 800 meters before the finish okay um nothing really happened there uh, they they got round safely a uh, big exciting sprint finish uh three or four of them on the line Wout van Aert made it three in a row second places Ooh. And uh, Dylan Grunewagen, um just uh, just pipped him to the line and won the stage. Wow, that's exciting! It's good yeah. for Dylan. That's yes. nice. Yeah, it was nice, and you could see how pleased he was in the, or at least how um, uh, overwhelmed, I guess, he was uh, afterwards. Because yeah, he's had he's had a t- quite a time of it uh, over yeah, the last couple of years. Yeah, that's quite nice for the first. Uh, actually, you know what? That rounds off a bit of a. Um, a, a joyful first three days because mm. we've had surprise to a uh, TT win. Yep. I loved that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the weeping on the podium saying I'm only a Belgian farmer's boy. Yep. That's big. That's proper highlight. And then obviously yesterday, Fabio, yes, uh, Fabio, yeah. Yeah. Fabio, um, coming from sort of death to stage winner, which yeah. is just, just amazing. Yes. And today, Grona Vegan's redemption. So yeah. Pres- yeah. Which is, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fantastic start, and um, and yeah, Wout van Aert um, will be so frustrated at you know by the tiniest of margins coming second again, but he carries the yellow jersey in, um, into France, and yeah, so what a yeah. start and what a brilliant um, open uh, opening three days uh, in Denmark, yeah, and. The crowds have been amazing and uh, how exciting. It's made me want to go to Denmark. Yeah, it's made me want to move to Denmark. So much so, I've been looking up some Copenhagen facts. And also, I've got a Copenhagen, well, it's not really Copenhagen, an opening quiz, a warm-up quiz if you're interested. Oh, yeah, let's get into it. So, um, 
Um, just as a bit of a thing about Copenhagen, uh, I'm going to give you some facts first and foremost. Um, it's got over 400 kilometers of dedicated cycling lanes. Wow. Nice. Which is um, almost as much as Milton Keynes. Actually, Milton Keynes has got 300. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Milton has it really? Got 300. Oh, yeah. Wow. Milton Keynes is an amazing cycling city. Um, just nobody knows it. Okay. And I know people People usually think I work for the Milton Keynes Tourist Association. <laughs> I don't. It's just a great place to live. Um, uh, and apparently over 62% of residents commute to work or school by bicycle. In Copenhagen, not Milton in Keynes. Cop- in Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Milton Keynes. Pr- Milton, I would guess Milton Keynes is probably more. Sure. You know, like about 90, 95%. Yeah. Are you ready for, are you sitting down? I'm sitting Here's, down. I, I can see you sitting down, but you know. Um, so every day there are 1.2 million kilometers cycled That's in Copenhagen. That is amazing. And here's the kicker, right? Almost as many people commute by bicycle in greater Copenhagen as do those cycle to work in the entire United States of America. Really? Don't you love that? Me. I, I do love that about Copenhagen. It makes me feel a bit sad about the USA. I'm going to cheer you up now because it made me feel very sad. Okay. But I'm going to give you a reason. To, here's my reason to be cheerful. So uh, in the 70s, um, Copenhagen were trying to follow the American model, lots of cars freeway, and then the energy crisis hit and they had to protect their reserves. So they did things like car-free Sundays and the like. And okay. this kicked off. They were going to be America, right. but it kicked off the cycling revolution. Um, and it be, all the city people went, no, Sunday's the best day of the week, no cars, we'll cycle around, let's just do that forever. And it kicked, kicked everything off. So we all could do the same, including we America. Could. And you know what surprised me about Copenhagen is um, that uh, we found out watching the the Tour de France coverage that Copenhagen is the most northerly start that the Tour de France has ever had, which surprised well, me yeah, because yeah. I thought, hang on a minute, the Tour de France started in Yorkshire a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but much to my amazement, Copenhagen is further north than Yorkshire, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. That kind of totally threw me in terms of where I thought everything is. And, and link, this is linked to what you just said. The fact that so many people ride their bikes in Copenhagen, um, it just kind of gets rid of any excuse that people in the north of England, where I am, yeah. have in terms of weather and all of that sort of thing. Because I, I bet it rains quite a lot in, I uh, bet in it Denmark. Does. Yeah. And, and as we've seen, it's very windy. I, um, I commute, cycle commuted. Here's the, this is me trying to get everybody to commute to work. Pre-COVID, I commuted to work every day and I got wet once coming on the way home. Mm. In other words, it doesn't rain as much as you think. You're absolutely right. When we got a dog a few years ago, I learned uh, that exactly that fact. Because if you've got a dog, you've got to take it outside every day for a walk. Yeah. And sometimes I would get wet, but almost never. Yeah. The only times I didn't like it is when it rained when a halfway uh, to stop and put my yeah. over trousers on. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but cycle. So everyone, everyone should cycle commute. It's just, it's just amazing. It is. Um, and if you, if you don't think you can do it, just try it. Uh, cause I'm sure you'll love it. Oh, can I say one more thing about Milton Keynes? Yeah, please do. They're lending people hundreds of free e-bikes. Really? Just to try and get people commuting to work. Because e-bikes are amazing. They are. It's like, it, uh, so yeah, they're, they're doing hundreds and hundreds of bikes, which is just just amazing. Anyway, should we do the quiz before we get totally Let's do carried the quiz. away? Please. 
Okay, so as is traditional, you have to put these in order. Okay. Slightly disappointingly, there's nothing about eagles or other birds. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so just, just, just bear that in mind because I don't want you to be too disappointed. Okay. So here they are. Vincenzo Nibali's final standing in the 2012 Tour de France. Right. Copenhagen's 2012 ranking in the bicycle-friendly City <laughs> in the World Index. Okay. And the Great Belt Bridge, which was the bridge featured on stage two. Yep. Ranking in world's longest bridges. Right. Okay. Well, put them in order. Now, I seem to remember from the coverage of yesterday's stage yeah. that the Belt Bridge is the second longest in the world. So, okay. um, so we've got a second place for that. Um, Copenhagen, I've heard described as the number one most cycling-friendly city in the world. Residents of Milton Keynes might be amazed by that. I, but, well, I'm surprised, but yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if that was the case in 2012, but yeah. based on the data that I've got to go on, I'm going to say I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put Copenhagen as number one. Yeah, the bridge as number two. And therefore, Vincenzo Nibali, I'm going to put, uh, I don't know whether he finished third, but I'm going to put him third in that particular, uh, on that particular podium. Oh, okay. This, so this is really interesting. So I'm going to, um, you are right. The Great Belt Bridge is indeed the second longest bridge. Good. Um, so you score... Um, one point. Okay. Because Vincenzo Nibali was third in the 2012 Tour de France. Okay. And in 2012, Copenhagen was ranked number four in the Bicycle City. Oh, okay. So the order was Bridge, Nibali, Copenhagen. However, I'm going to give you one bonus point for saying Vincenzo was third. Because so Vincenzo okay. was third. So okay. that's, uh, I'm going to say that's two points out of three. Oh, okay, thank you. Well done. And can we say well done to Copenhagen as well, because they've clearly improved their standings since 2012. Yes, although do you know what made me chuckle? What's that? Which country and town do you think collates said bicycle-friendly city in the world index? It's Copenhagen. It is Copenhagen. It is Copenhagen. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've rated themselves very highly in their own. But I think they deserve it. You know, they do. It, lo it looks yeah, nice. It does um, look nice. And when we both move there, <laughs> or I move there and you visit, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you yeah. know what it's like. So we've got to the first rest day. Yeah. It's a good moment to take a little look back and a little look forward, isn't it? What have been your highlights so far? Uh, highlights so far. We obviously talked a bit about the joyful first three days, which were amazing. Um, but what I'm most excited about, I think, is next week. Mm -hmm. Because short transfer stage where they all put all their kit in their cargo bags and cycle <laughs> to, and around Calais. I think that's how they do the transfer. I'm sure, I'm sure that is what they do, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but then there's like... There's gravel, 20, 20 miles, 20 miles, 20 kilometers of cobbles. I know, yeah. Um, there's all sorts. So I think it's possible if we get a sprinkling of rain, and I haven't looked at the weather forecast, 
you could end up with absolute carnage. And my, am I going to be bold enough to make a prediction? Yeah, go for it. Um, and I'd like to apologise for all the riders that I'm about to mention who are going to do well because they'll obviously all be struck by lightning or something. Sure. But uh, I think the cyclocross is in the peloton, and I'm going to include Sagan in this, by the way, because we all forget oh, okay. he was he was a particular. I think he was Czechoslovakian national cyclocross was champion. He? Yeah, I think him and Stebar. Anyway, um, he's not even Czechoslovakian, is he? Was he from- anyway, doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> so basically, what's going to happen is the cyclocrosses are going to hit it hard on the mm-hmm. gravel and the cobbles, and everybody else is basically going to fall off and go out the back. Mm. Um, and they could get like minutes over everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Or they could cause absolute carnage. That's my prediction. That's sure. what I think is going to happen yeah. over the next week, which means Pidcock is going to be high up in GC by the end of next week. But when we talk on the next By the time we get day, to the mountains, you can Pidcock see Pidcock will be high in GC. What I think is going to be interesting is that, um, do you think that, Yumbo have got a bit of a problem in terms of, um, like at the moment, obviously, Wout Van Aert's in yellow and he'll be one of those ones who will fancy himself on, um, on the gravel. Yeah. Um, but, but Roglic is their main man, isn't he? So, yeah. how much of a free reign, I wonder, are they going to give, uh, Wout Van Aert over those, um, less conventional stages? So he's not going to get a free reign, is he, at all? But what he might do is he might sit on. Do you know what I mean? So sure. if you've got like Pidcock, Vanderpool, Sagan, um, who else is a crosser in that? Anyway, good bike handlers. Mm. He wouldn't be allowed to press on, but he'd be allowed to sit on. Sure. And then the, at the moment, the biggest problem is they're very close to each other. Mm. So, so unless Roglic loses, loses like five minutes, he will always be number one. Mm. And I don't think Jumbo are going to do a movie star, movie star, and just make everything so confused <laughs> that nobody wins anything. Um, yeah. So, but I, I think you're right. I think you're right to, to note that because um, you won't be allowed to go full on Willie. He'll be held back a little bit. Yeah. 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 If not, it, you know if not just by his role, which is mm. role to, to look after Roglic mm. in the mountains, isn't he? Mm, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is w- once we get to the mountains, and we'll talk about this more on the next yeah. episode, is, of course, they're going up Alpe d'Huez this year. Yeah. Better known to us as Alpe de Zwift. Yeah. With all its familiar corners. I'm just I'm loving the idea of them venting a bit on their way up to the first corner and then... Uh, having a bit of a brag showing off as they go around the second one. And then uh, who would be, who would be the riders in the peloton when they get to philosophy corner, who'll, who'll throw in some sort of thoughtful little idea to get them all chatting. It's got to be Guillaume Martin, hasn't it? He's going to reach, he's going to open his philosophy book and read from his philosophy book to get them talking. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Who would oh. sing on Bon Jovi corner? Um, there was one of them before yesterday's stage who was, uh, singing on social media. So he can be the person that sings Whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> Got Guillaume Martin with Philosophy Corner. But who's the biggest bragger? Oh, I, Matthew van der Poel could do a, do a wheelie. Up. <laughs> Sagan, Peacock, van der Poel could wheelie yep. up Brag Corner. 
And of course, there's every chance that they might see the Yeti on their way up as well. This is true. I'm still yet to see the Yeti, you know. Have you? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I was so excited when I saw it. I've, I've seen it once. And um, this was on a practice run up the Alp that uh, Carolyn Faltzgraf and I did before we did our virtual Everesting. And we were just saying, wouldn't it be good if we saw the Yeti? And then there it was. A Yeti, for the benefit of people who don't know, is a little Easter egg in Zwift, a little surprise that they put in there. So uh, when you're riding up Alp de Zwift, the, the recreation of Alp de Zwift, very, very occasionally you see this uh, little Yeti wandering around. And it's very, very exciting. And it, 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 it's so rare that people don't believe that it's actually real. But, but yeah, I had the pl- pleasure of seeing it back in December. I have never seen it, but I I don't know if it's because I generally don't pay enough attention. Um, I'm also not wearing my glasses generally when I'm riding. Sure. So I'm just looking at how many I've done. So um, because I'm generally late, I think I've done <laughs> it more than this, but I've done 87 full reps. Really? Is, is that a lot? Is that a lot? That sounds a lot to me. Wow. You need a special so, badge for that. I... Th- I have heard a rumour that the Yeti is not visible on events. So if that's true, then every time you've done 3R Mountain Madness on a Saturday morning, then you just wouldn't see it. In that case, I'm never going to see it. (laughs) I only joined Mountain Madness. So for people listening, you're more than welcome to join. I'm in the Red Beacon Mountain Madness 7am GMT on a Saturday morning, you occasionally turn up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hours of fun. I only joined originally to try and get my Tron bike. Yeah. Um, and I'm still there. So it's, it's, it's definitely great, but no, I'm not, um, I, I'm probably never going to see the Yeti then if he's not on group rides, but, uh, probably not. yeah, yeah. But maybe the Peloton will, will spot the Yeti, uh, on the way. Yeah. They see all sorts of things, don't they? You get all sorts of people dressed in, um, yeah, in all manner of fancy dress. Yeah. And um, once you get up into the mountains. And Dutch Corner as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very exciting. I wonder if they're still when we when we ride up there next month, do you think they'll still be there? Do you know what I'm looking forward to that so much? <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. It's a little teaser, listeners, to our potential outside broadcast on the real one. <laughs> but it might not come off, but you know, fingers crossed. We can, if we can make it work, we'll both this be on it. This is half a plan to actually go and ride. In fact, it's more than half a plan. It's probably three quarters of a plan to go and ride up the real life Alpha Zwift in a few weeks' time. Yeah, which um, I can't. I, I I am incredibly looking forward to. Oh, can I vent for a minute? It's yeah, not really a vent. Um, I did this uh, ride. Is it the cycle Cycle Classic or something? Which is like a, a it, they call it Rutland's answer to Belgium. <laughs> Like bike race, proper bike, bike race, but it goes okay. over large farm tracks. Right. And because I'm, I like a bit of off road, I ploughed straight through mm. and caused all manner of discomfort to my rear wheel. Right. Um, and this was in like March or something, and mm. it's still away being fixed. Ah. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, so, but I th- I'd like to think it's on holiday. It's having a nice holiday. Yeah. And who well, doesn't like a holiday? Miserable people. Yeah. Well, I assume it's gone to Italy. I assume it's having a holiday in Italy. Is that what you did? You sent it to Italy? No, I gave it to my bike mechanic and he's he's sorting it out. But it may have gone back to Italy. I'm going to say it's gone back to Italy. Sure, 
Sure. And it's it's at the moment it's lying on a sun lounger, uh, having some coffee. Yeah. Um, waiting, waiting to be waiting for its sonia to come along and fix it. So yeah, um, yeah that'd, okay. be, that'd be nice when it comes back. Yeah. So, so I'll either be on an electric Brompton for our mm-hmm. bike ride, or I'll be okay. on a posh bike. So, um, sure. electric Brompton might be better. Anyway, get, get us back on track. <laughs> what, what are you looking forward to? What's been your highlights from the past few days, and what are you looking forward to over sure. the next few days? Um, uh, do you know what the highlights um, so far? I think it's been about the atmosphere actually more mm. than any sort of particularly amazing moments in the racing the racing has been really good and that mm. um that first time trial was you were sort of watching from um behind a cushion because of how scary it looked going over yeah. those wet drain covers in um in the uh, pouring rain um but it's just joyful to see all the crowds and the people loving it and um and how much the uh, the racers seem to be enjoying it as well. Completely. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's been no sort of phenomenal standout moments, um, but, uh, but yeah, just a, a great start and, um, and lots of promise for, for the coming three weeks. What am I looking forward to? I'm just lo- I'm looking forward to, to seeing them racing in the mountains and, um, and seeing the best cyclists racing against each other and um i'm really excited to see pagatra and roglic um going head to head and but then also seeing how these kind of wild cards in the form of pidcock and um vanderpool and so on how uh how they kind of disrupt the mix and so on um we're gonna see some surprises i think i think so and so it's nice to know that there are surprises to come and um but not knowing what they are yeah i i agree with that and but what you what you were saying about just how excited the fans were is if you didn't tell me if you, if you showed me that race and i didn't know where it was i would have said belgium sure because with that many people mm. uh but and, and it was it's obviously a cycling nation yeah. and i guess we shouldn't be surprised because if you think about there are some good Norwegian pro cyclists, aren't there? Danish, is that what you mean? Uh, I, I said Norwegian. <laughs> I meant I meant Danish. But Magnus Court. Yes. Who, who else is Danish? Anyway, there, there are there are loads of. Good, it obviously is a cycling nation. Yeah, Pedersen. I was hoping was going to win today. Yeah, um, but he was looking good the other day as well. Mm. Um, he, he was my favourite world champion of recent years. Purely because he looks so surprised and I look so surprised. <laughs> um, no, that, that's that's fantastic. You're right. I hadn't thought of that. There's there's a lot to look forward to, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And I think we said it on one of our pods before. There is something special about seeing the best of anything. Yeah. And yeah. the Tour de France is the best. It is of the best of the best of the best. They are absolute at their. Not only are these athletes at their absolute peak, they have peaked just for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they've rocked up to the Tour de Suisse. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the only slight disappointment, obviously, is that that Cav isn't there, and you know, we don't need to. That, that would have been talked about ad nauseum on on every other cycling yep. podcast, so we won't, uh, won't get into that too much. But it is a it is a shame that he isn't there. But uh, but I think that's the only disappointment in terms of the lineup. And just it makes next year even more exciting. Yeah. So again, thinking about when the peloton gets to Altuez. We're imagining that Guillaume Martin is going to um, be taking the lead on Philosophy Corner 
Yeah. And, and who was going to be showing off on Brad Corner, do we reckon? I think we're going to have Pidcock, Vanderpool and Sagan wheeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who do you think will finish it off with a good joke at the top? A good joke? Who, who's the Peloton's joker? I'm going to say Geraint. Yes, okay. He seems to yeah. always be having a bit he's, of a chuckle with his life gonna, generally. Yeah. And that's probably where we are for today, isn't it? We've probably come to, so. uh, towards the end. Uh, it's not really a joke, but before we go, I just wanted to ask you, how did the job interview that you had at the solar electricity company go? It didn't go very well, actually. I didn't get the job. I, I thought I'd done okay, but um, apparently I didn't shine enough for the panel. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. There we go. I love it. Right. Good. Anyway. Well, this has been fun. And, it has uh, been fun. There's so much to look forward to, and we'll catch up again for the next rest day. Okay, bye. 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 bye.